up and welcome. You are now listening to the Dee and Diamonds podcast, episode three, Hard Work, No Play. And I am your host, Dominasia. In this episode, I speak about overworking, the perception of self, and single parent struggles, and so much more. Before we hop into this gem of an episode, don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to this podcast to be notified every time a new episode of Dee and Diamonds is live every Wednesday. So without further ado, let's get into this episode. Kicking off this episode, I would like to share a poem written by me called Work Hard, No Play. Let's get into it. I'm a hard worker. Yes, a hard worker is me. But what's hard work really when play doesn't keep it company? Overworking my body to reach a certain achievement. I equivalent my success to the value of my being. Seeing the value of others based on external factors. But those external factors were just veils to hide the actors. I work hard with no play. I was told that was life. But the fact that everyone struggles doesn't make it right. I have the power to change this struggle in reality, so it's not life for me to live in a state of poverty. Living paycheck to paycheck isn't what I desire, but my reality is solely based on the mindset I acquire. So this work hard, no play mindset, I must cease, because the only one keeping me in survival is me. Work hard, no play. So as I spoke about in previous episodes, I was brought up in a single parent home with just my mother and my mother had five children. So my mother was a single parent. My father was incarcerated majority of my life, really all of my life. And so my mother grew My mother was raising five kids on her own, off and on with my little brother's father. So my little brother's father wasn't really a father figure to me. He was just a man in the house at the time. But he did assist my mom um, with helping with the bills and, and the rent and all that stuff. But for the most part, my mother was a single parent and she took care of everything from what she made it seem like to us. So and watching my mom work extremely hard, I'm talking about working two jobs, sometimes working more than, you know, more than one job. I watched her struggle and I watched her not ask for help. I seen my mom as a strong, independent black woman. That is what I seen my mom as. So growing up, when you're seeing this strong parent parental figure and You're watching her struggle and you're watching her work extremely hard just to get by. You're watching her take care of all of the responsibilities, take care of five children. Not only that, but you might as well add a sixth child because my niece stayed in the house with us at the time as well. It was just a lot that I watched my mom go through and I watched her stress a lot. So in growing up in this environment, watching my mom be a a very independent woman, Of course, I acquired this trait about myself as well. I grew up very hyper-independent, especially when it came to the bills that I paid. I was always taking care of things on my own. I was used to that. And so I had the mindset that I had to work extremely hard just to get by. I didn't ask for help. I didn't like to have help. I I didn't accept help. And it was because I didn't have help because... My mom, I never wanted to ask my mom for help because I felt like I would be a burden to ask her for help simply because of the fact that she was taking care of six kids on her own. So I always had the mindset that I had to do it all by myself. And so I grew up in a very you know, stressful household. And not only that, but I had a life was hard mindset. 
And this life was hard mindset stemmed from my mother because whenever we would come to my mother about how we were stressed about how much we had to pay for how we were exhausted if we were unhappy about a current situation my mother will always say that's life so I of course acquired this life was hard mindset that made me believe that everything in life was hard and that I just had to sit down and I just had to take it I had to take whatever life was dishing out to me because that's what life was life was hard life was not fun and rainbows life was great clouds and in and cloudy skies that's what I view life as and so of course growing up I'm handling everything that I have to handle so I'm carrying all these burdens on my back and I'm feeling like I need to be I need some type of release I've always wanted some type of release so I started to acquire the habit of rushing through things in order to chase and gain control of my life. I feel like if I rush through things that it would lessen the load of life, that life wouldn't be so heavy. Not realizing that I was the one that was placing it on my back because I was overworking myself. Whenever I would plan anything, I would plan things on top of each other. When things were being presented to me in my life, I would look at them as, okay, I got to get this done right away in order for me to rest. But not knowing that because I was having this mindset of I can handle everything on my own, that's what was being given to me. That's That was the reality that I was creating. So, of course, I piled these things on top of myself because... The only source of happiness that I really allowed myself to have was through the things that I accomplished. I accomplished things and I would be praised for things. And this came also from my mother and my family. Whenever I would do good things, I would get praised for good things. I would get, you know, I would get praised for accomplishing things or doing things that were perceived as accomplishments for my success. I was never praised for the little things. I was never being told that I'm proud of you. I was never being told that, you know, I believe in you keep going. You're going to be like, I was never told those things growing up. So I acquired my happiness. I gained happiness from making my mother happy. And I noticed that whenever I would do things to gain some type of recognition and I would be praised for it, I would look for my mom to be happy because I seen how unhappy my mother was. I seen how stressed she was. I seen how, you know, she was just going through, going through the motions all the time. I seen that. I watched that. I watched my mom struggle. I watched my mom try to maintain this bougie lifestyle that she couldn't keep up with. I watched my mom go through that. I watched my mom stressed. I watched I watched my mom come home from work tired and then still have to cook dinner for her her children and not have time for herself and just be tired and she, I would watch my mom not even eat. She would cook and she wouldn't eat. I would watch my mom eat small portions of food and it was I just seen my mom in a very depressive state and so naturally as a child and you're watching your mom go through this you want to ease that pain and I wanted to ease that pain for my mom so I felt like okay if I could do more I could ease my mother's pain I was taking on my mother's burdens I wanted to ease her pain by any means I wanted to make her happy by any means so I would 
try my hardest to spoil you, my mother. But of course, I was struggling as well. So it was just like, I'm working paycheck to paycheck to pay my car note, my insurance, my phone bill. And I don't have help myself, but I want to spoil my mother. I want to be able to buy my mother what she wants. And so majority of the time when Mother's Day would come, when her birthday would come, when Christmas would come, I would not have enough money to get her anything on her birthday or on Mother's Day or on Christmas. It will always be after that said day. And so, of course, I would feel bad. And, you know, she would make little comments here and there. But honestly, I felt very unappreciated growing up. I didn't feel appreciated because, for one, I was not given attention. I was not given that motherly love. I was not given affection. I was not giving the proper pra- the proper praise. I was only loved with conditions, and it stressed me out because here I am overcompensating and people-pleasing and trying to be the best daughter that I can be just to make you happy, and you're not giving me anything. And so... It was a very unstable, emotional, survival mindset that I acquired. And it stemmed from my childhood. So it seemed like the only time that I would be praised, even in my workplace, the only time that I would be praised, I would find myself overworking myself in in my workplace at work. I would be the I would be the worker that that did things without my boss asking me to and then they noticing that you know I'm a hard worker and that I'm good at this and they would constantly ask me to do things that they wouldn't ask the other workers to do and they would overwork me because they knew that I would do it and I was a people pleaser I didn't set any boundaries to say oh no I'm not going to be able to do this I'm not going to be able to do this when they would ask me to come in I would come in when they would ask me you know could I cover this shift I would cover that shift if they would make me work the front end and the back end I was running from front to back they would work me like a dog at work and I would of course I wouldn't be happy about it but I would sit there and I would take it because overworking was the only way that I could achieve some sort of happiness. That praise that I would get from them made me feel a sense of happiness. When they would say, oh yeah, Diamond, she a hard worker. She gonna gonna come in, she gonna do her thing. That would make me happy. And that's how I only, I only see myself acquiring happiness through working hard and overworking myself. That's not healthy, y'all. That's not healthy, (laughs) y'all. And so it really made me value myself a lot less and value my accomplishments and my success a lot more. So when growing up and I wasn't being praised for the little things, I wasn't being poured into I wasn't being um brought up in a heavily encouraging environment I started to equate my value to my success I started to think that I was not valuable if I did not have this this and this under my belt if I didn't have this 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 under my belt then I was not valuable in any way shape or form I lacked value within myself I only seen value in the external things for the from the external accomplishments and successes I've never seen value within myself I wasn't able to see the value within myself 
I'm a very creative person. So I would start projects on top of projects on top of projects just off the dopamine rush that I would get from thinking about the accomplishments that I would obtain if I was to complete that said project. And so when that dopamine rush went away, my enthusiasm to finish the project would not, it would not be what it what it was. I would not have any type of excitement to finish whatever project I had started because I was only basing that project, starting that project off with the fact that I it would be an accomplishment. Because I felt like if I did this, more people would praise me. If I did this, more people would think this of me. I wanted that validation because I didn't get that validation, you know, and I and I fed off of that validation constantly. So not only did I have this very bad perception of myself with equating my value to success and not equating my value to who I am as a person, I also had this perception of other people. I would attract people who had a better lifestyle than me on the outside, but on the inside, they were going through the motions. I would attract these people who had all this money and was flexing and had, you know, who perceive themselves as someone with a lifestyle that's that's better than mine, but on the inside, they were going through it. And so I started to base people's value based on the exterior of who they were and not on the interior of who they were. Their character their values, their morals. I didn't I didn't see that. All I seen was they have money. They have a nice car. They're flexing. Like that's all I seen, so I would va- I would base people's value off of their external reality, their external extremities, the external look of them. I never based their value off of who they were inside and that is how I see myself. I didn't see myself as who I was inside. I see myself on what I could give, on what I had. And it wasn't something that was very healthy for me. That wasn't healthy at all for me to not see my true value and for me to only value the external things and accomplishments and only find happiness in overworking myself and only find happiness in accomplishing goals and accomplishing tasks and I'm not saying that you shouldn't be happy with you know accomplishing your goals and you know chasing your goals and accomplishing your tasks and accomplishments but I'm saying that that should not be the only source of happiness that you that you receive and that was my only source of happiness that was the only time that I was happy was when I was achieving a goal achieving some type of success so a process that really helped me with this uncovering and me unveiling this part of myself and revealing this part of myself to me, this mindset, this perception, this role that I played in the world. I came across this video on TikTok and this girl was basically telling us her perception of the chakra system and how they play a role in our life. So for the root chakra, our root chakra is our mindset. That that is our core beliefs, the view of life, our outlook on life and how we respond to life. And this also creates our characteristics and behavior traits. Now going back, I told y'all that my mindset was life is hard. I constantly saw life as a challenge. I constantly 
saw life as something that was an obstacle that was too hard for me to get over that I had to struggle through. And so going into the sacral chakra, which is our personality, the mindset that creates our personal reality, our values, our drives, our interests, my mindset that life is hard made me acquire the mindset that I had to work twice as hard in life to obtain a sense of happiness. And then if I wasn't working extremely hard to achieve a goal or task, that I would not feel accomplished and I would not feel happiness. So this caused me to overwork myself. This caused me to stack things on top of myself. This kept me in a very stoic energy. This kept me from finding interest in having fun and indulging in fun things because I thought that I could only feel happiness if I had accomplished something. Now, in my college days, I would, of course, numb this. I would, of course, you know, go out with friends and indulge in alcohol and drugs and things of that sort to get a temporary high, temporary, a temporary happiness, but they did not equate to an internal happiness that I had. And so, I would overwork myself very much so this mindset restricted me from finding a sense of joy in working and playing at the same time but I just wanted to work I just wanted to work hard overly hard at that moving on to our solar plexus chakra our solar plexus chakra has to do with our self-concept it is the reality that we have created and how we show up in our personal reality and how the world treats us based on that personal reality and so this also creates how we love others so my mindset and my personality made me show up in the world with a lack of joy, a lack of enthusiasm and happiness because I didn't focus on the world making me happy. I could only seek happiness from the accomplishments that I made. And so this is where me setting my value equivalent to the successes and the accomplishments that I made because I allowed my accomplishments to determine how I value life. So this caused me to show up very overly masculine in my reality because all I allowed myself to do was work, work, and work with little to no rest and no play. So with my mindset, my personality, and how I show up in the world, this keeps me this keeps the world from showing me other ways that I can receive happiness other than work because all that I allow myself to see as an outlet for happiness is accomplishments from work. That was my mindset. That is how my mindset plays a role in my personality and how I show up in the world, my self-concept. Into the heart chakra, the love language, the attachment style, how I give and receive love and how I love others and myself. My mindset, personality, and self-concept played a major role in this aspect because I would become overly obsessive and consumed with things that made me feel accomplished. And one of those things that I noticed was actually healing the process of it because I was able to reveal something to heal and identify the root of certain things and I would feel accomplishment from this. So I would be happy. And so for me, knowing that healing made me happy, I wanted to rush through my healing. I wanted to rush through my healing so much to where I wasn't allowing myself to, allowing myself to fully mourn the process of the deaths that I had during my process of healing. And like I said before, it's nothing wrong with 
having joy over your accomplishments or having joy in healing and being happy that you're healing. But when it becomes an obsessive state of you're running and you're and you're rushing through things because you want to feel that joy, you want to feel that emotion, that certain emotion, it becomes unhealthy. So this created a very toxic role in how I loved myself because I loved and valued myself with conditions. I value myself more when I accomplish something and it causes me to neglect myself. It caused me to neglect myself and my needs because I was so focused on working to accomplish something and feel a sense of happiness from it that I was not allowing myself to feed my body, mind and spirit in other ways other than work. I was not allowing myself to play. I was not allowing myself to feel joy from other things in, in the world and in, in life. It was just work. My body needs relaxation. My body needs play. My body needs to have fun. That And not only that, but this showed up in how I loved others too. Because like I said, I value my partners and others based on the accomplishments that they had. I saw their value based on the, the success that they seemed to have or the things that they had obtained when all of the stuff was irrelevant. And to be honest, it was very judgmental of me for me to see people in this light as well as myself. And so for me to value a person based on what they have, that's not a good outlook to have at all. So instead of me valuing a person based on who they truly are internally, I was valuing whoever based on what they look like externally. And so this also played a role in my love language, how I like to be loved because I see things from a physical concept. I like to touch and be touched physically because I think about the only way to feel good is from external feels. I want to be spoiled as a way to feed the external. And though I, I feel as though I love quality time and acts of service and gift giving all equally, I feel like the love language of physical touch is valued more because I saw it as scarce growing up. Therefore, I value it, value it a lot more than the other love language. I didn't receive physical touch. I had to beg my mother to hug me. I barely even got, you know, tucked in like I didn't give I didn't get physical touch growing up. So I really love physical touch. But I feel as though how I perceive others and how I perceive myself plays a major role in my love language as well and so going into the throat chakra the throat chakra is all about communication the way that I love others and how I attach myself to certain things people or places determines how I communicate with myself and people in the world So my attachment style makes made me more distant to communicate with others because I only value my accomplishments. So I feel like others will only value me based on how perfect I am or the things that I've completed. I feel like that's why I, t I took on so many projects at one time. Like I said, like I was so focused on how much it'll add to my value and my accomplishments. And that drive is what inspired me to start them. But once the dopamine rush left, Baby, the, the desire to complete that task left as well. So 
I wasn't starting it because I truly wanted to. I started it because I was thinking about how it could add to my value. So this makes me communicate with myself in a very limiting way because it basically it's basically me telling myself that if you don't have this or this or accomplish that or this, that you are not valuable. And this brings on that feeling of inadequacy or that I'm not doing enough. And this is what makes me feel guilty when I decide that I want to take a day off or when I decide that I want to rest. Because I feel like if I am not working my absolute hardest every single day or accomplishing some type of goal every single day, then my day is not valuable. And so this was this is what makes me run myself into the ground and have these burnouts and and have these exhausted uh, these these days of exhaustion because I am equating hard work to my happiness. And so this makes me work extremely hard for no reason. So going into the third eye chakra, the third eye chakra is our vision. The way we see ourselves have a mission, a purpose and goals in our ambition, our ambitions in life. So all of those previous factors put me in a sense of urgency because it made me feel like if I'm not achieving or accomplishing that I would not be successful. And because I view everything and everybody's value on external things, I feel like if I become successful, I will be more valuable. Now, it may be true on Google if you look up on somebody network and you see how much they worth by the dollar, but my value and who I am as a person is so much more valuable than any dollar. So I had to come to the realization that the only thing that can raise my value is me and my perception. Nothing on the outside could ever amount. So even though I aspire to be wealthy, I aspire to be successful, I aspire to be famous, my mindset, my perspective, and my view is what was going to make me approach things with the wrong intentions. I learned that. And so I had to realize, really realize that if I continue on with this mindset, this self-perception, this personality, this vision that I would initially be rushing through my journey, overworking myself. I would stay disconnected from my body and I would view the world and I would view myself and others in very unhealthy ways. And so it's all about my mindset, my perception and how these things make up the role that I play in the world. And so I have created a process in which y'all can follow as well to help y'all uncover the mindsets that y'all have that are unhealthy. And you can find this process on Etsy. It is a digital download and it's called the seven factors of knowing thyself based on the seven chakras. And this will really help you uncover the things that you have embedded into your mindset and how they play a part in the reality that you live and so you can access it the etsy shop name is eternal expansion but i will also be linking it into the description of the episode so that you can access it quickly um it is a digital download so you get immediate access to your healing And not only that, but you can find things like journal prompts, inner child healing, workbooks, um, weekly planners, and so much more on the Etsy shop. So without further ado, 
Let's end off this episode with the affirmation of the day. The affirmation of the day is I am releasing the mindset that accomplishments and success is equivalent to my value. So I hope you all have a beautiful and blessed day. Don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to the Deities and Diamonds podcast so that you are notified every time I post a new episode every Wednesday. And if you would like to showcase your creative expression on the show, feel free to email your work of art to deediesanddiamonds at gmail.com. See y'all next week. Bye.